Leslie Holman is our guest president of the American Immigration Lawyers Association. Leslie, so glad to have you on the program today, and uh, welcome. And, uh, I am delighted to be back, Leslie. This is uh, you, you keep getting me during exciting times, or yeah, interesting no. times anyway. Uh, yes, most definitely. Let, let's talk about the judge in Texas who blocked the immigration plan, or the plan for an executive order, uh, by President Obama. Um, first of all, this is a temporary block, correct? And, and so folks understand who don't, you know, follow every, you know, tidbit of the news for, you know, somebody like me or know every legal angle for somebody like you, um, you know, explain how this comes about. I mean, the president says, okay, we're going to have um, this executive order and the order would shield millions of people who are in the United States illegally um, backing uh, 26 states now, this ruling, that argued the president overstepped his legal authority. So some folks might say, okay, so how did 26 you know, states end up with this judge in Texas? Let's start with that. Okay, well, I mean, it was definitely a calculated decision, Leslie. This particular judge, um, no, we know that he has a, is a negative bent with regard to prosecutorial discretion. So there is no question in my mind that that was chosen on purpose. Um, you know, specifically, he's been on record as saying, you know, DACA is what caused the people to come over the border this summer. So, you know, with regard to prosecutorial discretion, this is this is an issue that he is not in favor of or has at least spoken out against. So the people understand. So technically, left or right, you can kind of shop around because if you want a liberal court, you go to what, the ninth uh... Uh, District Circuit Court of Appeals. And if you want somebody really conservative, especially on immigration, you go to this guy in Texas. Is that how it works? That's exactly how it works. And one of the things that we don't know is what's going to happen with regard to the other states, you know, because this was with 26 states. And, you know, we've seen him before where the, the, um, you know, DHS or, or the courts have said they don't have the authority to apply this in other, you know, we've seen it be limited in other jurisdictions. I don't know yet what's going to happen here. When we look at what this judge did, um, the White House said that the Department of Justice is going to appeal this action. Uh, the judge is U.S. District Judge Andrew Hannon in Brownsville. Uh, that is a town that is along the border. I used to live in Texas. A lot of people know Brownsville and many other border uh, cities like El Paso um, that you know border Texas with Mexico. Now, this judge previously has issued opinions critical of the president, specifically the president, specifically this administration, and specifically regarding immigration law. So can this temporary block be upheld when this judge clearly should have recused himself? Well, I mean, you know, that, that depends on whether or not they're going to, you know, they have grounds for recusal um, as a, a bent. I don't know that, I don't believe that that was raised. So at the moment it's there and it's been before him and it looks to me like that's going to be going forward. I don't think that that is grounds, even though, you know, we believe that be, to be the case. So when the Department of Justice appeals, that can't be part of their appeal, or it can be part of the appeal, but not the sole reason for the appeal? I, I, you know, Leslie, if they were going to object to the jurisdiction based on that, I believe that that would have had to been done from the beginning. Okay. All so right. perhaps they did not have the grounds within, with which to make that particular claim. Now, growing up, I think most of us are told that Fed Trump's state does, this judge has the legal authority, obviously, to do this, but do 26 states have the legal authority or constitutional authority to refuse to do something 
on a federal level that a president issues an executive order for? Well, that's the purpose. You know, that's the purpose of their lawsuit. Is there? You know, they believe that they have the grounds, and I will say that I think the grounds. You know, the president had the constitutional grounds to do what he did. So the basis of their lawsuit, in my opinion, is without grounds. And and this is, you know, I know there are people out there that you know have said to me, whether personally or in a professional discussion, whatever happened to Lady Justice? You know who who's blind and you know has the scales. I mean, is it a fairy tale that we, you know we have impartial judges out there who don't put their personal political biases or personal biases on any issue, even a social issue, uh, when they put that robe on? No, I mean you know, and and again, I you know we have some wonderful judges. I I have to believe in this system, you know, but unfortunately there are judges who are biased or have a particular bent. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say all of them, but there's no question that that's the reason why this was taken into this particular jurisdiction. And and just say, I mean, one of the things when you said, can they do this? I mean, what they've asked for is this. What came down is this temporary injunction saying, you can't go forward with DACA or DAPA while this is, you know, while this, you know, they're going to appeal. We're going to ask, hopefully it's going to be asked that they be able to continue filing while this appeal goes on. I don't know what's going to happen with that at the moment. And, you know, have we had anything like this before, regardless of the president's, uh, if it's this president, a Democrat, a Republican, uh, with a president to issue an executive order, not this type of an executive order, but an executive order, you know, that is not liked by the party who is in opposition of that president and their party when they're in office? You bet. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a similarly politically motivated lawsuit that was brought by Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Um, you know, and, and claiming that Obama's announcements were unconstitutional, and that was thrown out in December. In, let's see, 2012, Mississippi challenged the legality of the DACA program in a case similar to this lawsuit. Um, that one was dismissed because the judge found perceived economic hardship that the state claimed was purely speculative. Um, you know, and, and look, we know studies show that deferred action initiatives aren't just morally right, but they're economically benefit beneficial to our country and so yes it's tried but thankfully it has been successful in in uh shooting them down most definitely oh you know so that people understand the 26 states their claim is that they would be negatively impacted can can we be a little bit more specific are they talking about uh, with regard to their economy with regard to jobs based on what this executive order would mean and the number of people uh, that it would involve and and I ask that because, look, how can, how can 26 be, states be affected and, you know, the other half of the country not? Okay, we get that. Uh, but at the same time, this does fall along party lines clearly. I mean, you know, there are people that are Democrats that are, you know, leading different states that don't have an issue with this issue or the order that the president wants to issue. You know, you 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 knit the, you knit you hit the nail on the head, really, because what's interesting is in um, in the lawsuit they made the claims that you know then they're unsubstantiated that it was cost you know substantial cost and harm to the state, um, and they he gave absolutely no credence to the information and the the data, which is the exact opposite. You know that that this is going to provide economic and social benefits, and instead, without without giving any real basis for what that harm would be, he just bought that it's going to be economically detrimental, without the proof. 
And I would imagine, you know, I don't have all the numbers and you might even not have all of these numbers. But one of the reasons the president did this was not to break apart families for children that are born here. Those children are not going to be taking away jobs. And those jobs would have been open uh, for years and, and could have been filled by any of the people in those 26 states. Right. Even now, even this afternoon, they could go in and apply. Exactly, and not only that, you know, they were, you know, if this goes through, they're paying taxes, they're coming out of the shadows. I mean, it is a win-win um, economically. There's no question about that. I mean, well, you know, and you know what else is interesting, Leslie, is he didn't, he did not um, strike this down on constitutional grounds, and I think because he couldn't, because the president has the authority to do this. And when they say that there are no regulations, well, you know, there are regulations because there are regulations that were changed that said people in deferred action, okay, which is the status that these guys get, are able to work. And, and the regulation actually says an alien who's been granted deferred action, an act of administrative convenience to, um, to the government, which gives some cases lower priority, establishes economic necessity for employment. I mean, it, that's there in our laws. So that this was not attacked on constitutional grounds. Instead, he said it was a, 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 a procedural problem with the violation of the APA, Administrative Procedures Act. So it's very interesting to see how the extent that he went to, to try and, and, uh, and, and, and enjoin this. Clearly personal and political, uh, obviously. Uh, the, the Department of Justice is going to appeal this. Are these some T's that be, can be crossed and I's that can be dotted to rectify this? Take out your crystal ball, Leslie. I want to know <laughs> if you think this will go all the way to the Supreme Court. Oh, good grief. You know, I, if I, can, can, I, can I wish at the same time? I don't know that it will get that far. My hope is that really what this should do is make our Congress act. I mean, here we are. We're going to, you know, we're going to be locked in, in litigation, appeals going either way. Instead, now is the time. We know we need it. Don't you think? Let them move. We don't need, the, the, uh, hopefully, the Supreme Court on this. What we need to do is do what's right by immigration. And I know that sounds like rhetoric, but it's true. I, you know, I, I also want to know, I mean, <laughs> that comes down to, if it does go to the Supreme Court... Is there, you know, is there any way that these nine, I mean, because it's very clear with, I, I feel the Constitution is very clear what the president can do. And you even said, uh, you know, as an attorney, as a legal expert, hey, he is within his right. He is within his right. He's not overreaching. He is in his, within his right, according to the Constitution of the United States of America. Is there one of the nine that could disagree with the Constitution or is it, again, open to the interpretation? Oh, boy. <laughs> I want to say, I mean, it, it probably open to the interpretation. You know, I just don't, and, and I wish I, I need to see a little bit more with what arguments they're going to make. Because right now, I can't see the arguments. And again, I recognize I probably am a bit myopic in this area. Yeah, I know, absolutely. But I, I don't see it. You know, to me, it's it's black and white. Now, I know people would argue against that. But, you know, again, the, the, the legal section that I just read you actually basically states that the you know that the deferred action and executive um, action for it is is right there and permitted so you know the and and as to the APA violation I disagree you know if that's going to be the ground I think it's wrong we're going to so I don't know if it'll get that high 
We're going to take a quick break. Back with Leslie Holman, president of the American Immigration Lawyers Association. Check out their website, AILA.org. Follow Leslie on Twitter at Leslie Holman, H-O-L-M-A-N, and she spells it like me, L-E-S-L-I-E. And also uh, follow on Twitter, the American Immigration Lawyers Association at A-I-L-A National. We are back. Leslie Holman's our guest president of the American Immigration Lawyers Association. Follow them on Twitter at A-I-L-A National and follow Leslie at Leslie Holman. Leslie, let's take a call and uh, we go to Josh in Missouri, line three. Josh, good afternoon. Question or comment? Hello? Hey, Josh, how you doing? Question or comment? Oh, I'm sorry. The phone kind of cut out. I didn't know if I was on. Uh, The whole thing about that is I think what's happening is they're focusing way too much on these illegal immigrants, aliens, whatever you want to call them. Uh, This year... I'm really, really poor. I don't have a vehicle. I just got fired from my job a few weeks before Christmas, okay? That in and of itself is an unreal story. Um, I was counting on on my uh, income tax return, uh, earned income credit. Well, what do you know? It wasn't there. And then later on, like a few days later after I filed my taxes, I found out why. Because this money is being given to these illegal immigrants, Okay, and I, like millions of Americans, people who are actual citizens, are hurting. I just passed a couple of tests for the Postal Service. You know what? I can't go to take the final test because the the closest test is 110 miles away. I wanted to walk to the library today to check on the computer and mail out resumes and everything. I get all the way down to the store. I start to walk back, which is a mile and a half away, and a massive snowstorm starts. So I think you can kind of understand where Americans are getting really, really tired of hearing about these people. Yeah, but you have to remember that some of the people are parents of children who were born here. You're gonna, are you going to take care of a six-month-old child? Because if not, you're going to have to through your tax dollars. Well, you know what? I don't break the law. Well, that child, that child that child didn't break the law. That child didn't break the law when they came out of a, a mother's womb. If their mother was an illegal immigrant, the child didn't. Forget break about the law. breaking the law. If you don't work, no, you're the one who just brought up breaking the law. Don't pay a damn dime into the American tax system, and you're going to get twenty five hundred dollars. How are you rationalizing that? Well. One thing that's, and I'm sorry, it sounds like things have been tough for you, and, I, and I'm sorry for that. One of the things to recognize is, you know, a lot of these people that you read about are not lawbreakers as such. Our immigration system is very, very broken, so that if someone is here like you and they're working, and then all of a sudden they lose their job, from that day on, they're now out of status, and they may have had a kid here. That's how the baby is born. So, you know, it's, it's not that these people are just, you know, that you refer to are these lawbreakers coming in, number one, and I'm not sure what money you're saying that they're getting. Yeah, I'm really, um, I'm really confused because, look, I'm not a tax person. I let my accountant handle that. Um, but the earned income tax credit is a benefit for people who work. And people who are illegal don't file taxes normally because they don't have Social Security numbers and they're hiding from the government. Um, sometimes their companies will, you know, add them to their uh, taxation. Uh, but it's really people who have low to moderate income. What a tax credit means is uh, more money in your pocket by reducing the amount of tax you owe and may also give you a refund. So if somebody is not receiving an earned income tax credit, 
they're either a not working or they're not low to moderate income earners, which means they're really? above their middle really? class. Gonna, they're they're upper middle I'm class. Not low to moderate income. I'm not anywhere near moderate income. And the fact of the matter is, Obama gave social security numbers and cards to four million people. Okay, that's what happened to my earned income credit. No, Lady, I'm no, you're, I'm, I, no, I'm, no, no, no. First of all, I know you're, ang- I know you're angry, but we're not going to lie here. The president has not given four million social security <laughs> cards out. And a social security card isn't even an indication of someone's ability to work. A social no. security card is literally a taxpayer identification number. So, and, and that hasn't happened. You know, this is something that, you know, in, in and of itself, it's not just going to be provided to people. There's a lot of things people are going to have to pay taxes, so they're going to be paying into the system if this goes forward. And there's a lot of things that they're going to have to do, and people who are, are, are crim, you know, dangerous criminals and pose a threat will be coming out of the shadows. They're not entitled to this. So, um, you know, a lot of what you're saying just isn't, you know, a lot of that. Yeah, well, I don't think true. what people understand is we're deporting the bad guys. We're just right. trying not to, you know, separate, you know, families and you know, people who, quite frankly, as you have mentioned, Leslie, have been positive contributing members of our society. Hey, we, we can't deport our criminals, but that would be nice. Um, Leslie, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, you know what? Our caller, though, is an example of a lot of Americans who really believe the misinformation they're getting from right-wing media sources. Leslie Holman, president of the American Immigration Lawyers Association. Follow her on Twitter, at Leslie Holman, H-O-L-M-A-N, and check out the website, AILA.org. To women who hoped to evade the ticking clock of time, Dr. Frederick Brandt was the most potent drug dealer in the world. And the dealer got high on his own supply. From Imperative Entertainment and the team behind Broken Hearts comes a new series that will challenge everything you know about fame, fortune, and the fear of growing old. I'm Justine Harmon, and this is The Baron of Botox. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. 